Jack Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 4Jack Podcast brought to you by Jackson Labs, the brand consultants that we trust to get our brand going the right direction and the brand consultants you should do to do the same or you should use to do the same. Go check them out at jacksonlabs.com. This podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at TaylorMade Golf. They, they've taken care of the boys. They make us look good. They make us look like we actually know what we're doing with the new lineup of Sim 2 drivers and fairy woods and irons. Everything just helps out just a little bit more for the... You know, a couple of the struggling, oh, struggling players at best, but Parks looks good doing it. Parks, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I look good doing it. You've been swinging it pretty good lately, so uh, I would have to say it's benefiting everyone. I hope. I hope. Uh, well, I don't know what happened today, but something benefited uh, Mr. Kokrak. He went all in today. He pushed the chips. He pushed over Jordan. He, he just he bullied him out there today. And he took down Jordan at the Charles Schwab Challenge for his second win of the season. Um, a seemingly impossible feat if you were to watch the first three days of golf. And Jordan was rolling, but unfortunately that came to an abrupt end this afternoon. Gosh, I mean, where do you even start? I don't know, man. I, I, I think that Jordan had the tournament in the bag. He just, his driver completely let him down. So maybe a little bit of the demons are starting to creep in again under pressure or whatnot. But Kokrak played solid the back nine. Like he finished it out strong. He, that guy is so long. It's ridiculous. So like long. one of the taller guys on tour, I think. But uh, yeah, game was there. Jordan kind of faltered. A couple of bad bogeys coming, coming down the stretch. And that was it. Game over. Nobody else really knocked on the door either today surprising no it seemed like everybody was trying to claw their way up there but it just seemed like a couple too many strokes to gain on that one but I mean you kind of mentioned Jordan's driver there I mean coming into this morning or to the the Sunday round he had hit 20 fairways all week five yesterday but he did hit 14 of 18 greens yesterday on route to a 66 but I mean you look at his first 54 holes I mean the guy was 63 66 and then goes out and has three bogeys through the first 54 holes, and then goes out today and has three bogeys in his first four holes. Yeah, it was, it was like, a r- pretty rough start, I was for like, sure. Dude, what the fuck? He did make two birdies, so, I mean, he finished the front one over, but if you're going to win a tournament, you can't start like that. Like That was that was the difference, like one birdie in there. That would have mm-hmm. been awesome, but nice to see Poults playing well. I have to say... Uh, that kind of stood out for me, so that, that's pretty exciting. Lots of guys in there, like you said, but it was it was a two-horse race the whole time. Yeah, Poltz was scary good. Like, the way he finished even today, it's like... Yeah, the big birdie. Yeah. That's he, Ryder Cup vibes right there, bud. Dude, you know what? Let, let's touch on that really quickly then. I mean, Poltz... I, I, I don't think Poltz should ever be left off a Ryder Cup. I mean, let's just put him in there. I think that clause was written in there years ago. Yeah. But I think I think so. Even Jason Kokrak now. I mean, is this guy even considered now for the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits? Of course, that probably fits him. He's got 100%. two wins. He's so long. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. His, his short game's coming around now. I guess uh, they were talking about that on the coverage today. How that's kind of kind of been his crutch a little bit, but uh, obviously two wins this season. So I think he's definitely a standout for a Ryder Cup pick for a captain's pick. Yeah, I mean. 
He wasn't great out of the bunkers, though, today. He did flub <laughs> two bunker shots, which was they definitely highlighted saying that he's in the top 35 on the PGA Tour. He shouldn't be doing this, but, mm-hmm. yeah, his short Pressure. game looked good. Yeah, he's not a guy that's been there all the time, and he's playing with Jordan Spieth. That's, you know, one of the top contenders out there on tour, so I would say maybe nerves get, get to him a little bit. Maybe it's different sand. He's not used to it. Maybe he's trying some new wedges. Who knows? But, it, yeah, it looked like amateur hour out there for sure. Yeah, I mean... What did you take of Jordan's like first couple days? I mean, there was a couple stats that came out earlier this week basically showing that Jordan's been the hottest player in the world all year, and it's not even close. Yeah. And that round on Thursday was like bogey-free, 63, and it it was like, oh, you could have been 60. It's funny because it's a golf course with only two par fives. So par 70 golf course, you think for a guy like Jordan, who's not uber long, he, he was hitting it long this tournament, but... I mean, he's he's obviously rolling the rock well. You think that a, a golf course with two par fives might give some of the longer hitters a better opportunity, but I mean, he just dissected the place Friday, Thursday, and then the weekend. Just some demons were creeping in. Obviously, I, I don't know what it was, but uh, he's got to get that driver figured out, especially heading into the U.S. Open. If he wants to compete at Tory, you can't be hitting it out of the schmeg. No, I mean, you, yeah, you make a good point there, even with with Colonial. I mean. Like, yeah, I, two par fives, but JT even said, it's like, you know, it's a course that you, you can get on a roll fast. Like, you can really get it going. I mean, Kokrak kind of showed that yesterday with six threes in a row. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I mean, you don't really have that many opportunities. You have one in 11 for par fives, and then a lot of the par fours, like, it's a lot of dog leggy, and if you catch the wrong side, like, you're dead. You don't have a chance of birdie. Yeah, you're not you're not hitting it tight to those pins uh, coming out of the rough or, or you know out from under trees and it's funny because the the undergrowth isn't like substantial. You, you definitely have a line or a laneway, but I think just the height of the trees. If you're trying to hit it, you know wedges, nine irons, eight irons, and you have branches in your way, you're you're toast. So yeah. definitely a definitely a you know a, a value hitting it in the fairway. Obviously, any golf course, but more so Colonial because you can't just bang it around out there. You got to be a little more strategic with your placement yeah and even when they talk about in the rough i mean the in the rough you have that bermuda and then you're sitting there in the fairway and they say like the ball kind of almost like sits down in the fairway and you're like god it's a little bit weird like is there a benefit like i guess it's just pick your angle and stick with that but yeah some of the holes jordan was coming in on the back nine too when he was hitting out of the rough he did get a couple jumpers so just goes to show you like you know you you can't really tell how the ball is going to react out of those some of those lies in that grass so I, Definitely a premium to put it in the fairway. Yeah, like, even that one on 17 today, like, the, God, it was so funny, actually, like, because I was listening to the broadcast, and, like, you could hear the fans, like, anytime Kokrak hit a ball, like, they were booing. Like, they were jeering. And anytime Jordan hit a ball, it was like the Cowboys just scored a touchdown. It was fucking rowdy. And, like, on 17, when he freaking nuked his, his iron shot straight left, the fact that that hit God knows what and basically came back into the fairway, like, I think a fan jumped out and put his head in the way and, you know, headed that thing back in. Could be. You can't mess with the uh, hometown hero, right? I mean, Kid Texas is uh, obviously getting a lot of fan support down there. It's hard when it's when it's only a two-man race. Yeah, I, w- I would have hate to have been Jason Kokrak today, not, not feeling the love. But at the same capacity, I mean, he stood strong and stood his ground. And Jordan just kind of fell apart the last few holes, so. Yeah, it would have been nice to see Jordan get that, though. Anytime Jordan's in contention now, I just feel like it's like major almost. I get super excited. But on to the next one, I guess. It's for Jordan. so blown away that 
Yeah, I'm I'm blown away that he's so animated on the golf course, and now they're like they're focusing on that for the coverage. They're really hanging on to get whatever kind of back and forth conversations going on with Greller. It's hilarious. But literally, man, that guy as a caddy, that's got to. I mean, Greller's been used to it for so long, but that's got to get a little bit annoying because literally, he does not stop talking to his ball. It's crazy. You refer to he's that a clip from Friday. For everything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so good when he's like, oh my God, I hit that right on the equator. Yeah. And he's like, we, we have the 115 shot. Why don't we just hit it? We have that, right, Michael? Yes. It's like, you just hit the one with 115 shot. Why are we trying to do these, all these other things? <laughs> just, just blade the crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's funny. Fun. I laugh my ass off. Uh, yeah. Shout out to fucking Adam Hadwin. Nice finish, T8. Hasn't Sneaky. had a strong finish in a while. Good golf course for him, though, right? I mean, he's a good ball striker. He's not long. Mm-hmm. Obviously played to his advantage. And he's a good putter, too. So you get rolling the rock well anywhere, you're going to score. I agree. Must have, must have been having a good week with the driver, for sure. I know that sometimes can be a little bit of his crutch. So, Yep. I would 100% agree with that. It, fit, it seems to fit his eye. Um, gosh, I mean, there was there were some guys that really stood out this weekend. Yet again, like, you know what? Here's another guy that I, I, I feel like we're always talking about him is Honest Abe. Like, another good Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. if this guy could get, like, two other good rounds together. Like, look at his weekend, 67-67. But, like, just a mediocre Thursday-Friday with 70-71. It's like, dude, like, you get one of those rounds under par and, like, you're, you're in it. You're in the top 10. He's super consistent. I mean, I don't really see any disadvantages or gaps or holes in his game. He just got to – he's got to get it to the finish line. Yeah. He's got to – He's just got to keep the momentum going when he's when he's got something good building off. It just seems like there's a little bit of a stutter step there. But uh, I mean, I'd happily swap bank accounts with him any day. Oh he's uh, he's not getting any wins, but he's sure making a lot of cash, finishing top ten every week. Uh, I agree. Um, uh, shout out to Sergio Garcia. T- tough Sunday. Uh, really did not uh, see that one coming after 63, 69, 68, 76. Um, clearly. That golf course was playing a little bit harder. Scores were definitely higher than the rest of the week today. But there's still yeah. some numbers out there. Like Charlie Hoffman shot 65. There was a few guys under par. Yeah, Charlie Hoffman snuck in there. Patton snuck in there. Top three. Sebastian Munoz, uh, Munoz putted lights out coming down the stretch. Snuck him into a little T3 action. That mm-hmm. was really good. Yeah, there's a couple guys. I mean, there's consistent golfers. I mean, Brandon Todd's back up there again. Nice to see him God, You know, getting good. some game back. Um, a little disappointed to see Berger kind of play the way he did. I would expect him to play a little better there. And top ten, Tony finished top twenty, so uh, he broke the streak. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, like watching that guy just consistently be up there. Like, I mean, we know he's one of the best players in the world, and he's gonna be on the Ryder Cup. I think we need to put that idea to bed. I mean, maybe it's too early to talk about Ryder Cup stuff. I don't know. Maybe we need to wait till the U.S. Opens to finish. But like. I think so. It it's just every single week he's there, and I mean even Berger like Berger looked good. I mean past winner probably expected him to play better, but pretty solid. I mean the U.S. team is gonna be very difficult to pick, man. Yeah, tough to pick and tough to beat. I would have to say there's a lot of the U.S. champions here this year, so it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. Are we? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you thinking about Ryder Cup talks or what? I'll wait till ne- after, like maybe next week or the U.S. Open, until I really dive into it. I think it's still too early, but I think like I mean, there's five guys we know are there. Yeah, that's for, for sure. sure. But yeah. 
Dude, there's so many guys that could sneak onto that right now. And you think about whistling so. straights, like there's some serious options out there. There it's is. It's just definitely. Wild. But I, uh, you know what you I did want to touch on though with you, and I want your honest opinion of this. So, well, actually, sh- hold on. Shout out Alex Chaka. Oh, big Winning win on the championship. Second tour. major of the year. Uh, it's huge. Like hell yeah, dude. I think Five he's won on every. Yeah, he's won on every single tour that's uh, out there. Yeah, literally, mini tours, professional tours, whatever it is. How crazy! crazy like he played on t- on all those tours for God knows how many years, twenty plus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, Easy. thirty probably. Probably thirty. Yeah, I would have to say. Goes on the Champions right. Tour this year, five starts, two majors. Like God, what a wi- what a season for this dude! Like he's riding high. Hell yeah, that's crazy. Lo- love to see that. Um, big paydays for those ones. Not the other ones, but those ones are big paydays. So totally it's a bank and good confidence, man. Like love to see that. Um, so the LPGA had the Bank of Hope match play this week. Uh, only match play on the schedule. The, not too like I haven't really dove into it all that much, but I did see that Shen Shen Feng conceded the consolation match, literally the whole match to uh, Arya Jutanagar. Tan- Mm-hmm. said nope go ahead take third place never in my life have i seen this some context was she sick she wanted to rest for the u.s open next week it's vegas in may it's a hundred degrees and you know she's playing for third place and it's like and you know next week they're playing for a million dollars at the u.s open i don't know how i feel about this yeah, yeah. But still, like it's, it's that's a really wild thing to do. Like I, 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 maybe I get the understanding, but like maybe there's more to it, though. I mean, yeah, as a protect the integrity of the game, protect the field. Like I mean, you're sort of obligated to play once you get there. Why did you enter the event? What about sponsors? Were you, were you playing for first? Yeah, sponsors too. But I mean, like. There's, there has to be a reason here because typically as a professional, you don't enter an event unless you intend to play the event and win or, you know, play it to the end. But that's sort of a weird play. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what comes out in the media in the next couple of days. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. Like, I feel like it was just, um, yeah, like you said, like just totally giving up. And I think if I was the LPGA and I like I would have a talk with her and be like, look, we have sponsors that are paying to view your match. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I know that they're not going to show too much of it. They're going to show the championship match. But, like, that's still less time that they're going to be showing it. And, the with, and like, the LPGA struggles as is. Why would you do anything to hurt it anymore? Like, I feel like you got to be playing that, no? Yeah, there's. I think there's probably a story here that we don't know yet. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem like the regular kind of move anybody would make unless there's really... Like, maybe she's exhausted from heat. Or maybe she's extremely dehydrated or yeah typically a lot of those asian players and not to stereotype but they wear you know they like to cover themselves up so maybe it was just super uncomfortable for her to be playing in that heat and you know she just just had a had a lot going on it wasn't the best timing to hold that like shadow creek definitely has some shade but it's still 100 degrees in vegas yeah and that's not fun but whatever i think that's wild though but i mean that's up to them um, I gotta hit this one time just because I haven't heard it for me in a while. I did pick up a win. I did. What? I, I smoked the field this week. Just 
throw that out there. It wasn't oh. even close. I was minus oh. 24. Really? No one. You were the closest at minus 15. But uh, Jeez. good week for me. Yeah, I just, I just had to feel that out there. Interesting. It was nice. That's good. It's been a while, hasn't it? it I think has. I've had the last couple, and Tom's been consistently winning for like the last year or so. Yeah, I feel like his method just it's starting to lose lose his grip. I think my algorithm might be getting a little deeper than his and <laughs> I'm hoping something really comes together here for me. That Copy just, and paste didn't play out this week for him, so it'd be that's lovely. too bad. It'd be just lovely if I could do that. Um We are going into the memorial next week. Uh always a fun tournament. I love going to Jack's place. Uh there will be all those changes that were made as of last year, right after the course after they were finished. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they did. Oh, also, did you see the post that was out this week from Augusta? There's some work being done on 15. They are adding some mounding or something in the landing zone of the fairway on 15. On the right-hand side? Throughout the whole fairway. Like and back to tee up, I'm sure. <sighs> Didn't see that far. I only saw... They showed an aerial of just this one patch taken out of the fairway on 15. Only at Augusta, baby. Leave it to Augusta, yeah, to manipulate. But, hey, I mean, it's one of those things. They got to protect the course a little bit more, and there's a lot of guys that are coming out hitting shorter irons into these par fives now. So, yeah, they got to do something to uh, give it some teeth back, I think. God, how nice is it to have a golf course where, like, literally you want to make any change? Do it. Push the switch. Push the button. Let's go. Um, that, that's its whole. That's its own world there. That property. It'd be interesting to to walk the hallowed grounds and actually see what what the developers kind of envision as they progress here in the future. Yeah, I agree. I think we got to touch on something that you've just been all over. You you've been like the correspondent for this this week, the Brooks and Bryson battle. I think it's it's just heating up to another level. I love it. I seem to think that there's like there's. There's like a parking lot split going on here with these guys. I mean, it was just way too convenient that Bryson walks by and chirps Brooks while he's on camera. Like, did guys typically do that? If they're if they're buddies, maybe. But I don't know. It just seems a little too, like, uh, choreographed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do agree with that. And but, it's... I mean, social media is obviously running away with it and turning it into this thing. So... A little bit of chirping back and forth is now blown up into this like major media focus. Imagine this is like not choreographed, not actually scripted. Like this is a real legit beef. Like imagine they get paired together at the U.S. Open. Like they're they supposed to, do, are they not? Fuck, I hope so, man. Like yeah, I'm are they not? I think they're playing with Patrick Reed. <laughs> that was I. I love for Pat. To, like if pa- Patrick Reed could be like the good guy out of all that, it'd be the best. <laughs> I'd like to see Brooks just take a seven iron straight to Bryson's knees. <laughs> like a full on fist fight just to start just the round. Bend it around his neck. Yeah. I think I don't like, know, be winner I, of the I, match I th- has to do play Rochambeau and for, for the, <laughs> the winner gets to be first. On 18 green. <laughs> gets to kick I like first. It. I like it. Yeah, it's uh I mean it's good for the sport, man. It's getting a lot of attention. A lot of people are engaging with it. So I think it's cool. And I mean it's not like it's very surface. It's not like, you know, something that's deeply embedded in the way somebody played or somebody did something to the other person. It's just a little bit of chirping, a little trash talk. So I think it's healthy. Hell yeah. Um, for anyone inter- uh, interested in just listening to a wonderful jam about this whole situation, go on to the 4Jack Twitter page. And I retweeted this dude 
made this song purely for this whole situation. Like, just played it on the piano, and it's like the funniest shit I've heard in ages. So go check that out. Um, That's cool. But that was on the weekend of the PGA Championship that all that stuff went down between Brooks and Bryson. And we did have the opportunity to speak to a very special guest this week. Um, Parks, why don't you describe or you know tell the listeners who we spoke to? Yeah, Mr. Ben Cook coming off a hot, hot finish at the PGA Championship. His third major championship. There's a lot of guys on tour that don't even play in majors. So big shout out to Ben, uh, standout PGA of America, club professional. Spends his time between Michigan and Florida. Great chat with the guy. He's an absolute stud. Got a shout out, Bad Birdie Golf. Had him geared up for the weekend. Everybody made comments. Love the gear. So great guy. Honestly, our chat was super fun. He's a guy you could definitely drink a couple beers with and swing the wrenches or get serious and take down the club championship. Yeah, like that. that's a perfect way to describe him. I was just like, you are a cool dude, man. Like, I just want to go play golf with you. Like, yeah. And even kind super of super easy chat. Yeah. And taking a look at the place that he worked at, I was like, Yankee, shout out Yankee Springs. Place just looked fun. I'm like, yeah, like this looks like a good vibe. And like the fact that this guy comes out, goes low club pro, the fact that like club pros get a chance to even play in such an event. Awesome. That's awesome. so cool, man. Like, um, love it. Yeah. I think there's a lot to learn about Ben Cook in this interview. And I think that everybody will just, really enjoyed listening to a guy who had such an experience on such a historical day. The fact that he got to watch Phil Mickelson inside the ropes, essentially win, you know, his sixth major championship and just soak up that energy. Yeah. Super cool. He was great, definitely man. jealous. Definitely. Jealous. Look forward to having him back on when he gets to gets to the show for real. I think this guy's got a, obviously he's got a bright future. I mean, he's been playing well for so long, but like Paul Tesori said, I think he's got a spot on the tour. Mm-hmm. And that's a little sneaky insight into uh, one of our next guests. So look forward to having him on the show soon. Stay tuned for that one. Um, Parks, you got anything else to cover before we get into our interview with Ben Cook? That's it, man. Maybe shout out. We got a holiday coming up tomorrow in the U.S. So uh, Memorial Day. shout out to all the service members that do what they do to make that state and that country free. And, and uh, just, yeah, appreciate your service. And for all our American fans. Enjoy the holiday, stay safe, and uh, keep it in the short stuff. Salute to everyone down there. Enjoy the holiday. And enjoy our interview with Ben Cook, the low club pro at the 2021 PGA Championship. Bye-bye. Welcome back. We have a very special guest this evening. Fresh off this third PGA, PGA Championship appearance and a T44 finish, low club professional. Out of the Michigan chapter, Mr. Ben Cook. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Oh, dude, we're just thrilled to have a chat with uh, the guy that inspired all of us. This is former assistant professionals who always dreamed of being in the position that you were on Sunday. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, it's a vibe, man. I mean, I raced home today from work. I had a shower. I did some push-ups. I put cologne on for this interview. I'm that wow. excited. So. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show tonight and super excited to dive into, obviously, you're coming off a heater, PGA Tour, PGA Championship, big finish, a big putt that made it, uh, you know, garnered your way into the weekend. Maybe, Chris, you want to start with that? Dude, t- like, just take us through the eight-footer on Friday. Like, you didn't even know what that was for at that point. So, like, 
Or yeah. did you? Like, I mean, I don't think you did, but like, what, yeah, was, what were you so, thinking then? Well, in my head, so I, I hit rips and probably the best drive of my day on 18. And then, but it's straight into the wind. So I still had three, 220 pin, but so I hit hard three iron and I hit it just past pin high, which means it's now downwind downhill. And I was like, okay, this is going to be super fast. If I make it, I know I'm in for the weekend. If I two putt, it's maybe because with how hard it was playing, kind of the trend was like, it's kind of going that way. But in the head, I was like, I feel like I might have to make it to for sure get in. And then I ended up just hitting it a little too hard. And as soon as it came off the putter face, I was like, shit, that's way past. And <laughs> And then I'm standing there like, this is my only chance. If I don't make this, it's not going to move to six. So I kind of knew it was my last chance effort to get in. And so, I mean, thankfully I made it and uh, we get to live for it to fight another day. But it was definitely way more stress than it needed to be. How was that fist pump in your head? How big was that? Was that a full on yeah, like tiger? Yeah, that was pretty huge. <laughs> when that one went in, I was Thank you, Lord. That was awesome. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you, literally you missed that putt. Like all of the cool things that happened this weekend wouldn't have happened. And it's like missing out on those opportunities. Like for a guy like me who doesn't get that opportunity very often to finally capitalize and take advantage of it was was awesome. I would say if Paul Tesori has anything to say about it, I think you're going to have a lot more opportunities. Before we <laughs> dive into your uh, weekend playing partner, Let's just talk about the support system you had at the event. You had a huge conglomerate of family, friends, enemies, exes, news, <laughs> whatever. What was that whole vibe like? It was great. Like I've always had a decent following of, of friends and family that have gone in the past. And this year was no different. So I had all of my immediate family minus my one sister who lives in Alaska. So she wasn't able to make it. But uh, everybody else, my immediate family was there. Plus a lot of my parents' friends uh, from growing up, we, and then their kids. So we got to be friends with their kids. So it was like a whole big, we went camping with them for years. So we all became really close and they were happy to come and, and support me that week. That's amazing. Well, why don't we kind of, actually, before we get into your weekend, I want to just talk about a little bit of the prep and the lead up into qualifying for the PGA championship. I mean, that was your third now talk to us about that process like i mean that's always something we don't really experience as canadians but like getting that chance to qualify for a major as a club pro like talk to us about that process right so it's 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 kind of hard to explain but every there's 31 i think sections in in the united states so each section gets roughly 10 spots so each section has what they call like a section championship. So I'm in Michigan. So 10 guys out of the Michigan, Michigan section-ish get to go to the National Club Professional Championship. And then from there, you're fighting for the 20 spots or the team of 20, if you will, that gets to play. And going into that qualifier, I was, I've been playing some really good golf. I came off of a, a T4 finish in my last Latin America event in Mexico. And so I was riding high and played really good in a mini tour event right before the qualifier. So I'm like, okay, as long as uh, nothing crazy happens, I should have a really good chance to maybe win this or, or at least for sure top 20. And 
and that's what I did. I finished third uh, in that qualifier that got me in. And uh, yeah, barring a couple of dumb but doubles again in that qualifier, I could have maybe maybe won that and uh, and gotten a couple of tour starts. But I mean, at the end of the day, you finish third, you get into another major. It's it's a great feeling, and uh, and then I definitely proved that I I deserve the spot uh, this year. What was your take when you got to Kiowa? You know, in the beginning of the week, and you're like, oh my gosh, like obviously, uh, you, had you played there before or? No. Okay, great. This is even better then. You know, yeah. okay, tell me you went and played some practice rounds or something, or was this like showed up 10 days in advance, hit the course, like, oh my God. That's basically it. So oh, I'm shit. working at wow. a club in Florida all the way up until that event. So I, I came, I drove home right after the qualifier, which was the end of April. Like, so I, I drove home the 30th of April and then I was in Michigan and I came home a couple of weeks too early because. <laughs> It was like maybe 40 something in the mornings max and maybe getting up to 50. Like so frost, I'm like, frost delays on the golf course. Oh or yeah. What? Every day frost <laughs> delays and I'm freezing. Cause I'm just living in Michigan, in Florida. Yeah. So, and it was just nineties the week before oh, and man. trying to get some good prep in for a major was like, I'm just grinding with all the gear that I have and trying to stay warm. And it's like, but I knew I had to, cause like I have a major coming up. So it's like, it, it was a give and take of trying to stay warm and get some prep in. But once I got to the course, I got there the Sunday before, um, you have to go through the classic COVID protocols now. So once you get cleared, we were able to play a late nine holes that Sunday night. Uh, I played with one of my buddies and then, uh, Rob LeBritz, I don't know if you know that name, but he's one of the other club pros. Yeah. Um, and then Tyler Collett, who was one of my coworkers who also made it. Um, so we got a late nine holes in Sunday and then just some putting and chipping work just to kind of get used to the greens as much as you can. And then we played 18 holes Monday, nine holes on Tuesday and nine holes on Wednesday. And that was it. So I tried to not play too much golf because then you can kind of weigh yourself out. And I've, I've done that in the past where you kind of almost – you're so excited to be there that it's, it's hard not to play, especially when the course is that cool and you have the opportunities to play with some of the guys that you watch on TV all the time. So it's, it's hard to kind of lay low and like take it easy through the week, but you almost have to, to stay rested and ready for that Thursday. What's the vibe like when you get to the, to the golf course and like, you know, I, I know you've been there before. So for you, it's kind of old hat. I hate to like downplay it like that. Cause it's not, but super right. excited to be around those guys. There's a mm -hmm. shit ton of media there. There's all right. kinds of crazy lunatic fans. Like how do, how do you guys integrate with the pros and is it pretty like open arms? Hey guys, come chill with us, come chat with us. Or they're like, eh, you guys are PGA pros. Get out of here. How's that look? It's, there's definitely a mix um, in all of the guys that I interacted with were awesome. Uh, like on Tuesday, I got to play a practice run with Jordan Spieth, Steve Stricker and Jason Duffner. And, wow. and that was group, yeah, pretty medium. good power pairing there. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just along for the ride, but, uh, but even, like talking to all of those guys, they were super friendly. They never said anything bad about club pros at all. They were happy to have me in the group and, and when, if I asked them any questions, they were definitely happy to, sorry about that. They're happy to answer. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was easy. And they, and I mean, you couldn't ask for a nicer group. I mean, Stricker and Jordan and then Duffer's kind of in his own little world, but, uh, but <laughs> it was great. You know? 
Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is for sure. Are you trying to leverage a position for a captain's pick potentially here? Or what's <laughs> right. I told him, I was like, hey, come, uh, what is it, September or October? If you need a guy, I'll be, I'll be, yeah, be just... and have the weekend free. I'll be shoveling, <laughs> I'll be shoveling snow. <laughs> You're pressing right. Jordan every tee. Yeah, press. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Um, talk to us about the weekend then. I mean, before we even get into like your play, gosh, how nice is it to play with the same guy both days? Like get to play with Webb too. A major champion is at that. Like, yeah, and a good dude. Yeah, you couldn't play yeah, it with a nicer such guy. A nice dude. Yeah, him and Paul. Uh, there's definitely a comfort factor after you play the first round with the guy and it goes over the, as well as it did. Um, and we were just kind of feeding off each other that first round or on, on Saturday. I mean, we both played great. We both shot three under 69s. You should have, you should have beat him though. Cause you, you made bogey on 18 or made bogey on 17. So did, I guess so did he technically, but, but, uh, eh. but I know I, it could have <laughs> been a really special round because four under was the low round of the day. So that would have mm-hmm. been kind of funny if a club pro tied the low round of the day, awesome. which makes me mad because I wish I would have done that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you shoot three under par in a major on a weekend, you're, you're pretty happy. And, uh, and then going into that last day, I was like, it's probably a 50, 50, 50 toss up if I get paired with them again. And I was just crossing my fingers. I did. And, uh, and it was great. I mean, the second day we, we kept chatting and I mean, he was so nice. Like he never gave me a yes or no answer to any of the questions that I asked. Um, cause I was curious how he did travel. Cause I know he's got five kids and yeah. I was just kind of curious on that dynamic of how he did that. And he was more than happy to share. And I mean, he loves talking about his kids. So it was cool. So, I mean, how like how reassuring was it when you finished that round and, you know, you get to hear from Paul Tesori saying good things about you and then Webb's like, you know what, you should be out here with us. I mean, like, <laughs> we should be seeing a lot more of you real soon. I think like, that's the goal, isn't it? I mean, right, yeah. So I, I haven't been shy about that. I mean, I'm definitely still trying to play. Like, I have Latin America PJ Tour status right now and I'm like 28th on their points list, so... Barring a couple of good finishes here in the next couple of weeks, hopefully I'll wrap up a, a corn fairy card for the fall. But, uh, but yeah, that's still definitely the ultimate goal. And having those guys say that nice of things to me is is pretty cool, and uh, it definitely means a lot. I think with the amount of leveraging on social media, big Mick Mick Viseki has got big Mike Visaki has gotten in the last little while. I think there's probably a little bit of a play here, right? I mean, yeah. Is yeah, there potential for a phone call for a sponsor's invite or some kind of special exemption? Right. So, I I mean, so the Rocket Mortgage has come to Michigan the last couple of years and being home state, I'm trying to kind of yep. hey, see what I did last weekend type of thing. And I, I've talked to I the guy who's in charge of the exemptions and uh, he definitely knows the deal and he's let me know that it's, I'm definitely on their radar. So I'm kind of crossing my fingers. That he's on the Christmas card mail out list, right? Right. right. I'll, uh, I'll hopefully get that. So we'll see. Awesome. Well, before we kind of get into more of like the Sunday action, like just talk to us about that golf course. I mean, it was slated as being this absolute monster, which it was like, was mm-hmm. it honestly as much of a beast as they hyped it up to be? I mean, you're playing just under 7,900 yards, the longest course in major championship history. Winds were pumping, and it's like, it's a renowned, difficult golf course. It's the real deal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you can't fake your way around there for sure. Um, it all depends on the wind. So, like, I mean, and, and all the announcers were harping on that. So you get nine holes 
into it and nine holes down it and you got to take advantage of the downhole downwind holes and if you don't you're just kind of kicking yourself because you're going to get lapped but at the same time if you can play the into the wind holes like level or maybe even one over you're almost gaining ground on those guys so like the first three rounds the last five holes 14 through 18 were so tough like i mean i was telling a lot of guys but i hit four iron on 14 three iron on 15 driver three iron seven iron into 16 jesus uh, really four iron into 17 what? three iron into 18 and and i don't hit it short by any means so it's what was like, four? what was 17 playing it was playing up tees was it not uh it was up tees uh and it was 200 and like 10 yards so Adjusted but it was or like, like 180 to cover the water so and that was yeah. downwind though on sunday like what correct what was it like on the downhill wind holes though i mean was it difficult to hold the greens because at least into the wind you're gonna stop you yeah to stop. Like, so that's the thing it's like it's it's a blend of yeah you might have downwind but if the pin's up front it's almost impossible to get it close exactly. because you have to almost plan for the bounce and then maybe yeah. a check and so it wasn't a guarantee that you're going to make birdies downwind, but it, you definitely had a better chance just because it's going to be way less club. It takes that anxiety out of the swing a little bit. You're yeah, like, okay, I don't have bit. to throat this. I just have yeah. to hope to get somewhere right. near the target. For sure. Yeah, very cool. With all the hype about the past Palum greens, like, was it like mm-hmm. as sticky as everybody said it was, or were they, they firm and rolling out like hard? I guess it depends See, on the wind as well. It, it, I might be skewed because I'm not used to that firm and fast. Um, yeah. I mean, especially playing in South Florida where it's relatively wet, whatever you hit into a green, it's almost going to stop within a couple yards. Um, and for me, it's like the speeds, I don't get to see that that often. And I literally asked, I was like on Sunday, I asked Webb, I was like, so are the greens typically this fast and firm on a week to week basis? And he said, the greens are typically faster and they're not quite as firm so but they're definitely faster which is crazy so uh it it is weird and definitely were really tough to read on the past column because like it messes with your eyes like the shadowing and like not that there was grain but like the coloring of the greens was weird to like if you don't use aim point which thankfully i do so i made more putts than i probably would have if i was just using my eyes but it was like weird putts from 10 feet that almost could go either way, but you don't really know. And you're kind of hitting and hoping to an extent because it's, it's hard to tell for sure which way it's going to go. That's kind of funny. Yeah. We haven't really heard anybody else talk about putting or lining up putts yeah. on social media at all. That's right. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm getting at, right? The Bryson uh, Brooks yeah. right. fiasco happening right. right now. That's good. Oh, yeah. Isn't that wild? Oh, <laughs> Crazy, crazy town. I I'm, know. I can't wait for the U.S. Open. <laughs> I, dude, I think that honest. I think yeah. that there's there's some planning going into this because it's like happening way too sweet. Way too soon. Yeah, it's like I know it's crazy. Yeah. Player, sure. uh, the the PIP program probably has a little bit to do with it potentially. Yeah, that's a know. good point. Um, maybe some easy money to be had by those two, but who knows? So. A little parking lot split, right? Hey, yeah. let's let's hey. just go at each other on camera <laughs> and see mean. what happens. All right. I like, uh, that. I like that. So you finish up on Sunday and mm-hmm. 
you're watching you, you you obviously know where what's happening out on the golf course and you're sitting there going like mm-hmm. i'm i'm literally watching history like oh, yeah. where did you go park yourself you you had to watch that coming in yeah so being the low club pro because me and brad were already done so i had known that i like was the low club pro of the of the week so they needed me on 18th green for when they were done anyways so the pga was like ben come over here and so i was literally standing on the fringe when he's finishing out so i had a seat in the house i didn't have to deal with the crowd which was funny because like man the crowd is brutal like literally so there was a handful of media and other players that were in the way, if you will, but like closer to the green than the roped off. And the people that were get like couldn't see were literally yelling during like Brooks's putting. And they were like, get out of the way. It, it was so bad. It, I mean, I, I wasn't in the way, I think, so they weren't yelling at me, but it was it was pretty brutal, like how bad some of these people wanted to get it filmed and, and see like Phil be able to finish out, which I mean is cool for sure. But like at the same time, they were like literally yelling in Brooks's <laughs> budding stroke. But they were animals. Like, oh, yeah, that TV good. coverage probably didn't even do it a percentage of justice no. because the insanity and just the yeah. swarm was just it was crazy. Uh-huh. The vibe and, must have been insane. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, I mean, I know Brooks kind of came out saying he was like a little annoyed with how many people came out of the fairway and it's like a little weird. I mean, I get it because if you're that guy walking down and everybody's trying to like almost touch you and get a hold of you, it would be weird. It's it's a little disconcerting that a thousand people are now in the fairway right behind you where <laughs> they shouldn't kind of be, if that makes sense. Yeah, but typically. It was also the coolest thing ever because... I mean, it, it felt like when Tiger won at the huge East Lake that, vibes. Eh? Yeah, exactly. East Lake vibes. And, and which was really cool. And I mean, Phil is easily one of the best with when it comes to crowds and kind of playing with them too. And, and kind of obviously always with the thumbs up and kind Such of a politician. I yeah, hate that. Exactly. It's funny. He's so the, he's the modern day Arnie, man. Like that's, that's the people's <laughs> sure. man. But yeah. it's like, a, it's a little um, bit like condescending sometimes too. You want to think that yeah. he's just having, he's just being a little bit of a, I, I, yeah. it's just as genuine as it gets, man. Like come on, this guy, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a hall of famer right there. Don't worry. He's, about he's, him. he's, he's chirp show. 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I would have to say, obviously don't know him personally, but yeah, he's, right. He likes to head out the digs, so I'm sure he has a lot of fun with it. Gosh, yeah, I mean, those crowds were, even when, I mean, I'm sure you didn't see the broadcast, but, like, when it was going on and all those, like, the crowds coming in like that, like, even Nance is like, oh, and they've lost the crowd. And you're like, yeah, yeah, basically, no yeah, because like, you can't do anything. I mean, it's a thousand people coming at, like, three security guys. It's like, what are they going to do? Good luck. And, yeah. <laughs> Paul Blart, the mall cop, is just getting taken down by a thousand <laughs> patrons with yep. movies in their hands. <laughs> Uh-huh. Not, not he needs a segue to ride up through the crowd <laughs> and phil almost actually got like off his linebacker out of the yeah by one of the dudes in the sure. crowd that was pretty cool. i know it i know it when it gets a little unsafe i mean that's not fair to the players for sure but right. i mean yeah. the vibe was crazy so it was cool for sure but then you get the chance to kind of step onto the green with phil afterwards him mm-hmm. obviously hoisting the wand maker and you collecting that Nice crystal bowl for your uh, low club pro. I mean, <laughs> that must be like a little bit of a nervy feeling standing up there in front of that yeah. entire crowd. And like, you're like, uh, I was I'm super nervous until they told me I didn't have to say anything. And then I'm like, sweet, <laughs> oh. I'm good. I can smile and wave. 
And yep, just give them the thumbs up. And it was it, all I got to do is, is stand there, and uh, and that was it was easy. So I was just living it up. And I mean, in the moment, you're like, this is nuts. Like Phil Mickelson just won at 50. It's gonna go down as arguably one of the greatest wins of all time, barring maybe Tiger's 19 win at the Masters. But like, it's you know, it's pretty wild when. Yeah, when Phil Dude. is back and, and winning. So you're a part of all of that documentation, <laughs> all of that. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that and is And I'm kind of in ultimate. the background to some of those pictures, which is really crazy. So yeah. There's some good ones too, <laughs> yeah. actually. There is some good yeah. Hey, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. What was it like yeah. to have that opportunity to engage with some of these guys after the fact? And obviously you have some pretty awesome photos with Phil. So was he pretty cool with you afterwards? Like, yeah, I'll make some time for you. Let's hang out. Or was he like, ah, okay, one picture. So it's it's really funny you say that. So, like, obviously we got the picture together. But so after they did the ceremony, he had to go back and do his interviews. And PJ is like, hey, wait on the 18th green. He'll be back. Um, like, we want you to take a picture with him. And so do all of the, like, the chairman, like, the president, vice president, and uh, secretary. So they all have to take a picture with him too. Okay. And so literally there was a line of probably seven or eight people that had to take a picture with him. So it was like, he's standing there. It's like next. five seconds. Next. You hop in, take a picture, and then you get back in line. And so like, I got to say congrats and like awesome plan. And then he said like great plan and way to make the cut and that type of thing. But we had 10 seconds. It wasn't yeah. anything intimate. There was no way to like, have a normal conversation of just us two because there's 30 other people trying yeah. to take pictures and yeah yeah would have been nice to which is unfortunate out. i wish i wish i would have been able to actually like have a conversation with him but at the end of the day it's it's tough and he was he was almost like in a daze because there's so much going on and it's it literally just happened so he's just trying to go through the motions of all the things that the pga of america and the media yeah. is making him do and I'm just along for the ride as well. He's, so he's, it's, he's yeah, super caffeinated and super activated. So <laughs> right, right. Surprised he didn't have his coffee cup with him. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Would have been nice to hold hands and walk down the beach with him and talk about the right. weekend. But man, whatever. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. photo is really cool, and that that's such a great opportunity. So yeah, definitely. Some uh, some big takeaways from the weekend. What was maybe your biggest fangirl moment aside from being on 18 for you know the Phil coming? What was some really cool stuff that stood out for you over the event? Um, I mean the like like we even talked about the the practice, practice rounds round. that you you might have the chance to play with some of the people that you idolize. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm such a big Jordan fan. Being able to play with him has been on my bucket list forever, and finally getting to do that is really cool. And it's it's those little things that you get to take away. It's like, man, I get to play with one of the best players like ever. You know, and yeah, and it's it is pretty cool that way. Um one of my biggest highlights was making birdie on 17 uh, on Saturday, arguably one of the hardest holes on the course and in front of that stadium type seating of the crowd and like everybody freaking out when you make the putt. That's something I'll always have. It's it's, that was a really cool feeling for sure. That's deuce of the year. Like that is (laughs) such a brutal par three. So hard even just the photos i can't even imagine what it looks like in person you look at the photos and you're yeah. like nope yeah i, I don't know Where do you i got it? three wood <laughs> where is it yeah somebody get yeah. a periscope what's 
how do you manage your adrenaline when you're on that tee box and you got all these screaming fans and you're like, okay, it's playing 220, 180 cover. I should hit forearm, but I could probably hit a, a wedge right now and get there. <laughs> so uh, what's the club? Like, right. how, do you, how do you manage that? It's, it's hard, especially after you make like a couple birdies and you're like, dang, I'm right in this tournament. And even on Saturday or Sunday, I should say, I got it to even far overall just vibing playing great and you're like all right if i can win even a couple more yeah you, you could backdoor top 10 this thing and, yeah. and you know and then there's your status and then doors Boom. are really open you know and it's hard to get ahead of yourself or not to get under yourself but yeah i mean just thankful for the opportunity i mean it's so cool that the pj america even allows us to play i mean so shout out to them and it's yeah just just very thankful for sure that's awesome. I mean, this was your third appearance, but Parks kind of alluded to dealing with the pressure and all of it. But like, what was that like even for your first appearance? Like when you step onto the tee and you're dealing with PGA Tour professionals. Yeah. Like, right. what did that feel like? I mean, again, yeah. you, you probably still get the same nerves even in your third one. Uh huh. <laughs> so, a little story. So, Beth Page, I was 6 45 a.m. off of hole 10. And hole 10 is like a mile from the clubhouse. So you have to take like a 15 minute shuttle just to get there. So I arrive at the golf course at like 5 a.m. You have to be at the shuttle a half hour before your tee time. So 6.15, I'm at the shuttle. But I was probably half sleeping when I teed off. (laughs) But the second day was way different. So I'm 12 o'clock and Tiger's an hour behind me. And so the crowds are already like ready for him to tee off. And I hit the ball so hard. I tee grabbed it because I thought I smoked it off the whole one. The whole one there is a dog leg, right? Yeah. I hit it right through the dog leg because I hit it way harder than I was expecting. <laughs> and just like adrenaline, you're like so excited. And amped. I just smoked it and just wait, I went in the rough. Like that's like three 30, you know, it's like, what the heck? But that's yeah. a bad opening tee as well. I didn't know I had that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's a rough opener. You have so many mm-hmm. people right behind you. Oh yeah. It's huge grandstand right behind yeah. you. And for a guy who never gets to play in front of crowds, that's, that was uh, pretty eye opening for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my little, gosh. Little pucker on the tee there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I was what? just happy to make contact. Yeah, exactly. Just get, <laughs> get, get on the call face, please. Uh-huh. Please. What's next for Ben Cook? What what is the uh, what does the next few months look like? I mean, we kind, kind of caught you off guard with some lessons. I mean, obviously your calendar is probably filling up now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of teaching these next two weeks, but June seventh, I have U.S. Open qualifiers. So yeah. crossing my fingers, I'm getting in for that. Uh, that'd be awesome. Um, if I don't, I have three Latin America events in a row. So I'm going to be flying down to Miami June eighth. And then I'll be gone back to back to back weekend. So I'll be in Miami for one. Then I'll fly to Colombia, and then I'll fly to Ecuador. So, what about form tour? Are you planning any of that I stuff? Haven't checked into it yet. Okay. I've got a few people ask me. I got the email a few weeks ago, and I just mm. been obviously busy last week, so I didn't really look into it too much. And uh, but we'll see. I, if the dates work out and it's not too crazy far away, I, I might try to get into a couple. But yeah, we'll see. And you're into second stage guaranteed now? Yeah. And I, and, and I already kind of was. Um, okay. 
But uh, so if you finish top five at the National Club Pro, you get into second stage. Uh, and then if you make a cut in any major, you also get into second stage. So, oh, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm in for second stage. Worst case scenario, uh, best case scenario, I'll play well in the next couple of Latin events and I'll get Corn Ferry via that. But, but we'll see. Well, that is a ridiculously busy uh, summer and fall coming up for you. I, uh, I feel for you and your family moving forward. Not not so much for you because you'll be playing golf, but yeah. <laughs> your family will not be seeing any of you. No, not really. I, I think a- I think we need to go do a little rapid fire with uh, with Ben before we let him off the hook. Pace, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. We like to typically do a little segment with our guests and uh, deep dive and find some dirt and find some insider trading info on on their uh, life, legacy, adventures, etc. So. We're going to go through uh, 10 rapid-fire, not-so-rapid-fire questions. They end up slowing up real hard. But uh, anyway, do you have a calculator ready, Ben? I don't. Okay, that's that's okay. You don't need one. Just going to throw you off. All right, question number one in the rapid-fire, not-so-rapid-fire. What did you have for breakfast today, Ben? I had bacon and eggs. Oh, beautiful. It's a good start to the day. Were you teaching all day? Uh, I had an early workout, and then I had lessons this afternoon athlete i love it question number two what's in the bag right now what are you swinging for wrenches i'm on staff with titleist um so i have the t100s uh for irons uh sm8s for wedges and then the tsi woods awesome what kind of ball are you playing obviously pro v yeah it's their left dash which is their lower spinning pro v mm-hmm mm-hmm all right. I see you're wearing a bad birdie hat. Uh, any clothing sponsors? Anybody you want to give shout outs to real quick? Yeah, uh, bad birdie golf. They uh, they hooked me up with all the sweet uh, clothing line this this week. Lots of good, lots of good compliments. It was a good yeah. look this weekend. Freshly dressed out there. Better looking than some of the Thank pros. You, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Tough look for Appreciate Brooks that. this week. Tough week for those. <laughs> Agreed. Terrible hats. Yeah. yeah. I'm. Ben, question number four of the rapid fire, not so rapid fire. We're heading to the PGA Championship at Kiwa. What does our warm up routine look like on Thursday morning before we head to the first tee? So I was literally last off um, on the 10th tee at 237. So it's hard not to get there too early. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 7 a.m. Oh so I, I mean, I get there. At, so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get there too late. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I still got there too early. Uh, I got there at like 11.30, 12-ish. And I had lunch. And then I went to the fitness trailer, got a workout in, just kind of body prep stuff, getting ready to ready to go. Got to the putting green um, roughly an hour before, and then body's ready to go. So I hit a few balls, and I hit a handful and was like, what time is it? They're like, oh, you got 45 minutes yet. I'm like, God. <laughs> and and uh, so I just hit a few more and then putted and, and chipped a little bit, and then I was ready to go. What's the thought process? You don't want to, like – hit too many or you just want to stay loose you just want to make sure the blood yeah i mean you just want to be ready like i was hitting it really well so it's just for me just kind of getting loose and hitting a few shots that i knew i was going to have to hit that day like some of the part threes i knew which irons i was going to have to hit a lot of long irons as i told you yeah um and so just making sure i was i was hitting those good 
no mechanical thoughts are we just playing with the dance partner we brought that day or are we trying yeah, to figure out basically yeah. no um i mean i've had a hand like basically one swing thought like all week and just and it's been working for a while club so. face club face yeah <laughs> right hit the ball no exactly uh, just mostly for us the big keys this week with my caddy was target and distance so what are we aiming at and how far do i need to hit it and if right. we can if we can get relatively close on on those we're, we're gonna be good so keep it keep it simple totally yeah. i like that all right question number five who's on the bag this week so his name is Mike Mignano. Uh, he was my coach when I played uh, at Fair State University. Nice. So he's like uh, yeah, he's been on the bag the last three times. So yeah, beautiful. Okay, it's consistent that. that he knows what you're what what's going through your body and what's going through your mind, right? Yeah. I mean, other than my dad, he's probably seen me play more golf than anybody. So there you go. Stick with yeah. what works, right? I love yeah, that. Definitely. Question number six. We're heading to the turn. This might not be a good PGA Championship question, but. Playing with the boys, we're going for uh, a snack at the turn. What's our fuel up food? Are we granola bar? Are we drinking a bottle of water? Six pack and a pack of cigarettes. What's the uh, what's the fuel up? Uh, I'm a big banana guy. Love bananas. Banana guy. Uh, yeah, I love bananas. Um, I'll probably have almost two around, if not more, and uh, and then uh, just protein bars. Uh, we have, I think it's one is the brand one protein. God, you are an athlete, have, aren't you? He is. Have, yeah, it's uh, disgusting. They have like a wow. birthday cake one that's just freaking awesome. So, uh, my wife and I are all about him. <laughs> He's a big potassium guy. I like it. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. This is kind of the cliche question we like to ask our guests. But if you're going to play with anybody, dead or alive, and you're the fifth in the foursome, what's what's your group? Four guys. Uh, Phil. Uh, Phil, for sure, I'm not a huge fan of him. So when I got to stand on 18 green and it was him, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, uh, probably Arnie and then my dad. Um, for I'm the fifth. Um, I mean, your caddy's see. obviously carrying your bag so he can watch. I know, so he's <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't want to play with Tiger. I guess. Uh, God, you know, it looked like you were looking for a full-on party ball. I was like, I wow, this is a good one. I was hoping a Bryson yeah. and a Brooks in there, but anyway, oh, we'll see that battle go down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number seven: Hole in one. How many and where? Three. Um, Damn it! <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I had. Two in one year, actually, is, is like when they come, they come in bunches, I guess. But I, I didn't have one until my senior year of college. Um, and it was our super regionals for school. Nice. So it was the final round um, of super regionals that got us to nationals. I shot 64 with a hole in one and like, I don't even know how many birdies, but yeah, it was, yeah. It was a good day. And then. The other one was at a PGM alumni event uh, for our fair state, like alumni. That was our program, professional golf management. We went back to back to school and I had one there. Um, and then I had one at Kent Country Club here in Grand Rapids, uh, where one of my buddies works last summer. That's a good little trio hole in ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Favorite golf course maybe give us one in the u.s and one internationally you played aside uh, aside from kiwa let, let, me, let me let me let me change let me change that question to, or revert a little bit to it tell okay. us your favorite in michigan 
In Michigan. Okay, okay yeah. give us not America. I want to see that's, Michigan because there's some gems out there. Oh, I know. So last summer I had, I was super fortunate and we got to play Arcadia Bluffs, which if you ever, oh. if you ever get a chance to be there, it's, it's pretty special. We got to play late at night and the sun was setting. It was awesome. It was so cool. That, that place is nuts. <laughs> Have you played but Crystal Downs? So I'm going to. I haven't played Crystal. It's so that's that's on the bucket list. Maybe I can pull in a favor this summer and, and get out there, but we'll see. Sick. Oh, we're definitely gonna name drop you when we try and get out there. So yeah. <laughs> there there. You go. Good luck. <laughs> ben Ben told us to call. He said yeah. he was gonna take care of this yeah, for definitely. us. I like that. All right, I got one more question. I'm gonna hand it over to Chris. Your best career moment before becoming a professional or a member of the PGA of the USA. Okay. Um, Is there an amateur moment that stands out or something as a junior that stands out? What was really instrumental in your, you know, does it have to be golf related? pursuit of perfection in this game? No, anything. All right. So anything you want, uh, probably one of the cooler moments was I scored the only goal in our state championship soccer game when I was a junior. So that was, that was pretty cool. That was uh sick. It was one to zero. Yeah, one to zero in the finals at the state championship. It's all that matters. All you need is one to win. One zero. Nice. <laughs> I like sick. that, man. That's that's where the competitive spirit comes from, right there. You oh, know yeah. you can elevate yeah. and rise above. So yeah. Confidence. Love it. That's Pays beautiful. all yours, buddy. All right, Ben. I'm gonna give you the I had a couple others lined up, but I, I gotta ask anyways, just because you were part of kind of a weird week. Now you were part of a week where the PGA finally allowed rangefinders, something that we've kind of been waiting for on tour for a while. Probably didn't make much of a difference. Didn't seem like it to me. But let's say you are, you know, Jay Monahan or you know the head of the PGA. If you can make one change, let's look at the professional side of the game. What's one change that you could make in the game? Uh, coming. <laughs> I, I think being able to wear shorts would be awesome. Uh, we get it for practice rounds. So I don't know why we can't for regular events. Like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's it's almost like such a boys club where it's like it's the gentleman thing to do to wear pants, super classy. But at the end of the day, when it's 90 degrees out, none of those guys want to wear pants and neither do I. So it's are you it's wearing one of those pants when you teach? I feel like they could have the option maybe if they wanted that but i don't know that that'd be one thing that i think would be cool i mean it'd make you feel more commonplace in terms of i mean the average amateur is not going to wear pants if they don't have to um and it wouldn't make you feel like elitist if that makes sense so i don't know that'd be that'd be one thing that i could maybe maybe do i'm not even wearing pants right now <laughs> right <laughs> Like that's the thing too. I hate I hate the pants thing as well. It's like, man, these guys are athletes. Like, do you see NBA players running around in pants? Show the calves. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you exactly. imagine the NBA in pleated khakis? Like, yeah. come on, man. Oh my god. Yeah. But are you are you wearing pants when you teach or work in the shop at all or any of that? Or is it mandated by the club? Uh, at Yankee, I do not. No. I uh, okay. I do wear I mean I wear golf shorts, if you will, but uh but I definitely wear shorts and it's Half the time I don't tuck in my shirt. It's uh, if I don't want to. It's it. The vibe there is great. It's yeah. uh, definitely it blue be. collar. Um, it's I mean, yeah, it's great, which I love. And it 
yeah, I don't have to feel like I'm, yeah, I don't know, above anybody. It's just, yeah, I'm there and I'm teaching and yeah, it's great. Let's, before that. we let you go, let's give obviously Yankee Springs a bit of a shout out and just describe the, the vibe there. I, I was looking on the website today and I'm like, okay, it's not a long golf course, like it's 27 <laughs> holes, but it's like tipping at yeah. 63. You got a nice little, nice little oh, that's restaurant your, that's there. That's your wheelhouse pace right oh, there. Oh, dude, 63 is my favorite yardage mm. in the world. You go deep. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, not a lot of hazards. Uh, yeah, pretty straight, a couple dog legs. <laughs> Yeah, a few dog legs. Um, Looks fun. Maybe two or three bunkers. Uh, Dude, that's all three. 27 holes. That's my vibe. But, uh, oh, man. But no, it, the hard thing is, is the pine trees. And luckily, the last okay. two years with, with the new owners, they trimmed up the pine trees up to like five, six feet so you can hit oh. under them. But before, it was like, if you didn't hit it. So the fairways are funny. If you get hit a fairway at Yankee, you get hit a fairway anywhere. They literally do. One stripe down, one stripe back, one stripe down, one stripe back, and that's it. So it's like it's it's maybe twenty yards wide. Sounds like Sahali. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And then if you if you miss it, miss it big because then you're just in another fairway. Oh, still yeah. play it, but <laughs> then the little the misses are tough because you got all the pine trees. I, I'll be honest. I was looking. I almost bought an international membership today. I'm like hell yeah. I'm like fifteen <laughs> fifty. I'm in baby. Let, let's roll. Yeah, I'm coming down geez. to Michigan. Yeah, I guess you're heavy. The drinks are flowing for sure. Uh, I like great it. six pack deals. Um, six really pack good deals. food. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we go hard. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. You're you're welcome yeah. in Canada anytime you want, Ben. On uh, us. Wow, if you play. open up the borders, dude. Jeez. Uh, we're coming your way first, actually. I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. We got a little throwdown with the no laying up boys that we got to settle. So we're gonna be down right. there eventually, Aaron. Yeah. Sweet. Take some money off some pigeons, hopefully. Mm, well, yeah, exactly. I'm going to eat my words, but anyway. Good. <laughs> You're my partner, right, you, Ben? <laughs> do you guys play much? or Try to play a yeah. bunch every every week, a couple times. We live that uh, professional golf uh, associate life once upon a time and endured the PGMT program in Canada and all that fun stuff. Okay. So nice. since, okay. since removed, but still connected still tons of friends in the business and a lot of them sure. are head pros directors of golf at clubs so we still have sneaky nice. ins here and there so okay. it's still fun and i mean this that's platform cool. gives us an opportunity to reconnect yeah. and, and that's awesome shed some light on some people like you and some amazing stories sure. that excite everybody in the industry so yeah it's yeah fun. yeah thanks for the call dude this has been fun yeah dude it's, it's been a pleasure day. our absolute pleasure to have you on it's yeah. been it's been awesome we're we're grateful for your time and Obviously, we wish you all the best with the remainder of the year, PGA, Latin America, maybe Sim Tour, obviously Corn Ferry Tour and, and any other event that you're in. You definitely won our hearts and minds and, and you, uh, you have some lifelong fans now for sure. Appreciate it, guys. And I'm, I'm hoping for maybe 12 to 18 months from now, you'll be standing on the tee next to Webb. Just be like, yo, man. Thanks for those kind words. We're here to play, baby. Thanks for it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Paul's on your bag at that point. Who yeah. knows, oh, right? Sorry, buddy. I don't know. I couldn't steal. <laughs> Maybe wet. Well, so the thing is, so Webb mentioned this. He's like, I, I never play more than three events in a row. So if it's an off week for Webb, I could, I could maybe call Paul up. Call the boy up. Yeah. That's right. We got a good friend that uh, caddies for Abe Answer that's stuck here in Canada right now. So oh. you, you got the Dale Trail. How about his week this year? Abe looked Did gross. you see that that final round? Disgusting. Awesome. Rosie on Saturday, Abe on Sunday. A lot of sneaky action going on in that leaderboard, man. Anybody yeah. inside the top ten could have won it for sure. 
was crazy. Yeah, I know, which is which is nuts. I mean, Phil stumbles a little bit. It's like, dang, it's anybody's game. But I mean, I think yeah. Louie probably should have had, had the tournament wrapped up if he could have bought a putt. It was kind of yeah. Like, he just I know. What did he end up losing by? Only two. Yeah. But I mean, like, there were so many putts. I mean, obviously, everybody can say, "Oh, I should have hit this," yeah. or "Oh, I should have done this." But well, like, shit, I should have won then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, exactly. there we go. Come on, Louis. Louis just going for a second round of the runner-up Grand Slam. He's got the second yeah. place Grand Slam twice in a row. He's going to do it so twice. That's what he's looking like for. He's ben, good, dude. Thanks again for jumping on with us, man. This is an absolute treat, and we're excited to hopefully get down there when things open up and play some golf. Meet you, at Crystal Downs. Love it. Yeah, for I sure. Like that. All right, buddy. Okay, man. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks, guys.